You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And good morning and welcome to America's Web Radio. We're glad to have you listening in. And it's always my pleasure to introduce a new show. And we're starting this up because we did it for a military show, actually, to begin with. And uh, then it was a business show. And it's the importance of wills and the importance of figuring out your estate while you're still vertical. And um, so we ask uh, our resident expert, uh, Mr. Turner, Stanley Turner, who is an attorney. And by the way, I want to mention the fact that um, this is not legal advice. This is where you're going to have Stan read the uh, a disclaimer in a minute. But uh, it's only a show to inform and give you some food for thought as we all age daily. And at some point, we all need a will or need a trust or our estate needs to know what to do when we're no longer around uh, bothering our kids or whatever it happens to be. But anyway, we, we felt like there was a, a definite need for a show like this. And so today we're welcoming Stanley Turner, and he'll be doing this every Wednesday from now until I need a will. Or No, hopefully not. But anyway, Stan's going to be, has agreed to be doing the show, and uh, it'll be every Wednesday at 11 o'clock, and talking about wills and estates. And uh, if you have a question for Stan, just uh, email stan at americaswebradio.com, and uh, he'll get your email, and he'll address your questions on one of the coming shows. So with that being said, welcome to America's Web Radio, Stan, and thanks for joining us and becoming part of the adopted family here. David, thank you. Thank you very much. And as you were saying, I'm going to read a brief disclaimer. Uh, Maybe not so brief, but uh, my name is Stanley J. Turner. I'm an attorney at law. Uh, my law firm is the law offices of Stanley J. Turner, P.C. The information provided by Stanley J. Turner, Attorney at Law, and Stanley J. Turner, P.C. on America's web radio and applicable affiliates is for general information purposes only. This broadcast and site cannot and does not contain legal advice. The legal information is provided for general informational and educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for sound, competent, and timely legal advice. Accordingly, before taking any actions based upon such information, we encourage you to consult with the appropriate legal professionals or licensed attorneys who can provide you with sound, competent, and timely legal counseling and representation if you so choose. We do not provide any kind of legal advice. The use or reliance of any information contained on this site or any mobile application is solely at your own risk. Under no circumstance shall we have any liability to you for any loss or damage of any kind incurred as a result of the use of this program. This site or any mobile application or rebroadcast of this presentation. Your use of the site and mobile application or rebroadcast and your reliance upon any information on the site and mobile application and rebroadcast is solely at your own risk. 
That being said, uh, I'm glad I'm here. Uh, I'm not going to give you anything that you're going to go home and and uh, and injure yourself with. So when I say uh, use at your own risk, uh, I mean just to give you some information that you can listen and let it go in one ear and out the other ear, or uh, you can read more about it after uh, I'm finished with the show or uh, talk to your own uh, advisors about information that you have or questions that you have. I just uh, just wanted to say, uh, you know, I, I got this in the email the other day, and I thought this was very cute. Uh, reading can seriously damage your ignorance. So I think it's it's uh, it's it's good to uh, and if you have have a problem reading, which some people do, listening to tapes and listening to shows like this or the read broadcast of them uh, may reinforce your understanding if you have questions. Now that being said, uh, I've never done a show like this before, so I'm kind of uh, wanting to make this show something that is memorable, but at the same time, uh, not, uh, uh, you know, not flowing, you know, flowing along and disjointed. I mean, the, the, the basic idea of the show is your estate. And your estate has a, a singular purpose in that you are the only person that has an estate when it comes to your death. And you can't be afraid of talking about death because it comes to all of us. And if you find a way to uh, to beat that, please write to David, America's Web Radio, and uh, give me uh, give me some idea. Unless it's 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 uh, you know been tried before. But what I mean is, I'm an attorney, and when you come in to see me about. Uh, talking about your estate, your estate plan is going to be based upon what you need to do to necessarily not satisfy legal requirements of an estate because the estate itself doesn't have a legal being. It 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 can't be sued. It's not a you know it's it's not an entity. In name, it exists. But it's kind of like a trade name, if you're familiar with the idea of, of business sense. There's there's entities and people use uh, a euphemism sometimes to refer to, uh, you know, a a business, not necessarily a business, but they, they use a trade name to refer to it, and then they have a legal name underneath it. Well, the underlying estate really is the property that you leave behind that's waiting to be claimed by those that have a right to claim it. You have a right to distribute it during your lifetime, but when you die, you've lost that right. You're not around to assert that right. So what do you what do you do? You you have to have a representative who is the person that you hopefully will have chosen to make that distribution for you, to pay your debts, to um, make sure you're laid to rest in the manner that you're uh, wishing to be laid to rest, and 
conducting your affairs in a in in a very uh, uh, you know disciplined way. That person normally, if you have a will or do not have a will, is called a personal representative. The difference is, if you have a will, you have selected your personal representative usually. Though sometimes when you have a will and you've selected a personal representative, normally called the executor, if that person doesn't want to perform that that duty, either at the time of your death or immediately when you make your will, uh, you could be in trouble. So you have to name a successor uh, or an, an alternate person to serve if the person that you've named as your executor to take care of your estate doesn't wish to serve. Now, all of these things are are important, but when you talk about an estate, not having a will means that the laws of the state that you're in, and I'm talking about the United States because, uh, you know, this the, this show is concerned with uh, with your estate, and your estate may be in Georgia where I practice, where I'm licensed to practice, or it may be in Louisiana, maybe in Alaska, may uh, be in California, maybe in Texas. Uh, all of those states have different laws regarding a state property. And those laws come about because the United States was a, an amorphous thing when, when we started out in this great experiment of ours. We came from different parts of the world and with different laws uh, coming from those different parts of the world. And all of those different parts brought together uh, various aspects of the law to the parts, the geographical parts of our country that your estate will be, uh, you know, your state will be have parts in if you have own property in different states. So however this applies to you, the, the, the information I'm given is really state-driven. You know, under the federal law of our country, the states are given the, the right to uh, promulgate laws regarding estates. There are national standards that lawyers have to employ looking at how to do things, and some states have adopted those standards and even codified them so that they will be uniform uh, from state to state. And you can sometimes talk to an attorney who has a, a, a very good understanding of, of the law of, of, you know, of the state that he's in and may know the national standards, but he may not be aware of, the, of you know, some identifiable aspect of the laws of the state that you reside in or property in the state that you reside in. Let me, let me give you an example. Uh, if you own property in Georgia and you also own property in Alabama, there is a compact between the two that you don't have to necessarily have your ad- administrator or executor appointed as the uh, person who can sign a deed to transfer property of that state, meaning the other state, Alabama, uh, out of the estate to a beneficiary or an heir or sell it to a, a person out of the estate. But in other states where real property lies, 
if there isn't such uh, uniformity in the laws, even if there's full faith and credit of orders and laws of, of various states, you still have to file what's called an ancillary probate or an ancillary administration in the state that has property that was uh, not in the state of the original uh, probate or administration of the estate in order to appoint an administrator or an, or an executor in that state to convey that property out of the estate. It's uh, unusual. It's, it's not necessarily uh, inexpensive. And you have to get a lot of people involved. But that's why I'm trying to make this show what you want it to be, not what I want it to be. It's your estate. It's my show, but I want it to be your show. There are aspects of probate law that I'm not an expert in. There are aspects of probate law that I'm pretty experienced. I've been practicing law for 40-some years, primarily focusing on probate and fiduciary law for the last 24. And that basically coincides with me being a, a person appointed uh, on many cases by the courts to represent minors and uh, adults who are incapacitated or unknowns uh, or represent estates that uh, have no heirs and they they just need to be represented or being appointed as some type of uh, fiduciary for the estate. And I've seen a lot of situations, and I'll try to draw on that if if uh, you know if it if it comes to that. But I want to make it clear that your estate has a uh, a singularity in that it's your estate. Your estate is going to be defined and represented by how you do that. Uh, Shortly, we're going to take a break, and I will get into more details about comparisons about how to do that. Um, but I just want you to know that uh, hopefully we'll get into the, the estate planning basics during these shows and talk about living trusts, uh, charitable giving from your estates, uh, maybe some retirement account planning, and duties of trustees and executors. So I, I wish for you to uh, keep in mind that I'm going to be very broad with my, my topics in the show. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctor's conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. If you live to serve and want to make an even bigger difference, consider joining the U.S. Army. With training in fields like medical care, linguistics, and engineering, an Army career can amplify your efforts with humanitarian opportunities all over the world. Plus, you'll receive competitive pay and incredible benefits, so you'll be taken care of, too. Learn more at GoArmy.com. 
And again, you're listening to America's Web Radio and a brand new show. And uh, Stanley's already blown me away. He's doing a, a great job. And we're talking about your estate and how important it is to, you know, we we do a, a lot of shows, Stan, that um, the importance of, you remember the old sign uh, that said plan and then a head was sort of dropping off at the right corner or the right side of it? Uh, if you, I don't know if you've seen that before, but everything, you know, whether it's today a lot of people are buying weapons and uh becoming their first uh, responder themselves and that's all well and good but you have to have a plan and just like with your estate you have to have a plan and this is uh, one of the things that um, I think you would agree with that uh, that that's basically what a will is is a plan for after I die and uh Stan's doing a fantastic job. And if you have questions for Stanley, uh, just drop us an email, Stanley at americaswebradio.com, and he will get it. We won't even see it. He'll get it uh, directly from us to him. And uh, any question you might have about your estate, please don't hesitate to uh, drop us a line. So with that, back to Stanley. Thank you, David. David, what you said is very, very true and very, very apt because I, I think of estate planning as your defense, as your shield uh, against interlopers uh, taking your estate away from you, whether it's in life, uh, because you you have that protection, you've 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 made uh, your choice, you've stood your ground, you've. You've gotten busy living because you've, you've gotten the idea and fear of dying out of your mind by meeting it head on and making an estate plan that is your bulwark. It, it is your defense. It can be, uh, breached, you know, if you're not careful. You, you don't make an estate plan in 1992 and say, my goodness, I, I'm protected. I, I, I love my kids. I love my wife uh, or one of them, uh, the one I have now currently. Uh, I'm, I'm just I'm, – I've only – I'm married to one wife, and I love her, and we're very, very – I'm just making a cheerful joke. But you, you want to update your will. You want to update your estate. Laws change. I'm not going to compare it to weapons. Weaponry changes. But your attitude to how you use what you have and what you employ as in, in a legal sense should be that you're defending what you have against people taking away from you, whether it's uh, through taxation <laughs> or from uh, – uh, I'm not saying <clears throat> uh, creditors – you know that you legitimately owe money to because when it comes to your estate and i mean there there are there are aspects of your estate called estate protection and sometimes estate protection can be overly focused upon by someone who wants to protect themselves from creditors and there are laws of different states and and georgia is not one of them that gives your uh gives you uh, you know the type of protection that other states like Nevada and Alaska may may give you in, in, in some respects. But that's not 
the topic I'm talking to you about today, I want to I, I want to basically explain why do you need estate planning? Because death is difficult. It's difficult to talk about. Planning is difficult. It's hard to plan for for this show because it's so difficult. There are so many aspects of estate planning that I don't know what you want to focus on, and I can give you a simple answer, uh, you know, what to focus on initially. But I vigorously want to tell you that you have to make difficult decisions about estate planning, and a lot of it is tempered around how you want to live. Um, You know, the good thing about estate planning is it gets it out of the way. How you want to live is 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 going to be based upon your health, your your enjoyment of life, your enjoyment of what you have, your expectation that what you have will be passed along in an orderly succession to those that you care about or those that you feel deserve it. Uh, if it's to a charity, it's those that you feel will 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 benefit by what you have and and that you can take to your heart for for something that that you feel that you know you've you've served you know if you've served in the military you may want to you know devote money to some military aspect USO or or to uh, wounded warriors or you know I'm not trying to name drop and tell you who to go to but you have it in your power to a state plan to do that uh, if you feel strongly about it the only way to make that done is to get it done uh, so as Morgan Freeman said in uh, the Shawshank Redemption you got to get busy if you're not busy living you're, you're busy dying uh, or some such thing as that but it, the, the idea is let's uh, talk about preparing for your estate well when you go see an estate planner, an attorney, a financial person, you want to know what they do. Uh, You want to know what they charge. You want to know how they charge. You want to know how, you know, how you can be prepared to uh, identify those things that you need estate planning in and what you can do yourself. That means that you have to have a wish list of things you want to accomplish when you when you talk about your estate if you're if you're doing estate planning. You you don't know necessarily what a what a will entails unless you have one or you you might think you do. You might not understand what a trust does, though you may have one. You may not be using it right. You may not know what an advanced directive for health care is, but you should have one because if you go into a hospital or a facility, they'll certainly ask you for one. They don't ask you for your last will and testament. They don't ask you for your trust. They don't ask you for your power of attorney. They ask you for your advanced directive for health care. And it's not that you better have one. 
you better have some idea who you want to have that power to employ for your advanced directive or the whole deal may be shot right there. I think they, uh, the, or, you know, what I've been asked when entering the hospital a few times is, do you have a living will? Is, and you want to give a quick... Now, a living will in Georgia is incorporated into an advanced directive for healthcare. It used to be two separate things, and then the legislature figured out it was flawed because some people had a living will, but a living will basically says how you wish to uh, be denied uh, life-sustaining fluids or... uh, uh, you know other you know essentials in your life or whether you be on a ventilator but it didn't employ a person to make that decision itself you had to have it uh stated in some other type of power of attorney who you wanted to be your uh surrogate and other states have have uh, have accomplished it in one document under a power. You know, they still have a living will, but they they have surrogate documents which give a power of attorney for a person to to execute. It's not really execute a living will, but to honor the the requests and suggestions you've made in a, in a living will. So when you go into uh, a medical facility and they ask you for a living will in Georgia really what they're asking you for is an advanced directive for health care which has different parts of it where you have appointed a person that you feel is the the person that would best take care of you if you if someone needed to make medical decisions that you couldn't make for yourself it may be a spouse it may be a daughter it may be a parent it may be a brother it may be a sister it may be a combination of of two uh, you know uh, by an advanced directive secure uh, surrogate by committee it's it's not important to have numbers of people it's the quality of the person that you have you want someone who's on your team who knows your medical care who knows your condition who knows what you want who knows if if you're going to be buried if you or, or cremated because oftentimes that that you know that ensues you know being in the hospital quicker than a will can be probated and i'll get into differentiating that later on but if you if you have an advanced directive you definitely want a person that you trust to make medical decisions and will uh, be able to talk and listen mostly listen to your medical care providers to make decisions that you cannot make yourself because of the condition you're in but will make it for you based upon their knowledge of what your what they know about your desires so moving along from that, and David, uh, thank you for that. Uh, you, know, you know, when you initially talk about estate planning, you're talking about these documents uh, when you're going in initially to talk to an attorney. 
or even if you're not going in and talking to an attorney, you're thinking about it. You're you're making your wish list to go in to talk to the attorney. Sometimes you go in and talk to a financial counselor before you talk to an attorney. That that happens. Uh, people that have brokerage accounts uh, and uh, financial accounts will often trust <coughs> their advisors with their most sacred and confidential information, which, though there may not be a confidentiality component of your relationship with them, they're, they're you know, as uh, in, in to, 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 to oftentimes there's, there is a degree that there is. It's not the same as the confidentiality that you have with an attorney, which if you go and talk to an attorney, oftentimes the attorney's confidentiality extends after your death. So that uh, there's, you know, there is there are differences there, and I'm I'm not here to talk about confidentiality today, but I just want to just give you some idea so that things will be easier for you to do if you haven't already done these, and if you have already done them, then knowing that you should take a look at them and update them and talk to your financial advisors and your attorneys is a good idea too. On that note, we're going to take a break. We'll be back with Stanley Turner and Eurostate right after this. I'm your host, Dr. Hal. Every week, we come to you with the information that you need so that you will be prepared to advocate for your family and for yourselves when it comes to your health care. God forbid we get Ossoff and Warnock in the Senate, and the left gets what they want, which is a majority in Congress and the White House. First of all, health care will be more expensive. There initially will be a public option. The government will run it. They will be initially very inexpensive, and it will drive commercial payers out of the health care market. Then the choices will disappear. The only insurer out there will be the federal government, and that's when we get a single payer. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we do thank you for listening and hope that you're enjoying the holiday season season and uh, what's coming up. And we want to remind you that we've got great shows on all the time. And we... Uh, we have started a new thing, which is called the Vets Prayer Line, and uh, we'll have that totally up and running. And if you know a vet or uh, friend, neighbor, or whatever that uh, you want a bunch of other vets that have been there, done that, and know what they're talking about, to uh, say a prayer for a friend that's in trouble or having problems, uh, drop us an email, and uh, we'll see that... Uh, our group of folks that are involved with it get that information. So we're going to uh, turn it back over to Stanley, and thanks, Stanley, for Stanley Turner, an attorney at law. And uh, he's doing a fantastic job. And if you've got questions for Stanley, just email stanley at americaswebradio.com, and we'll he will get the emails directly and uh, answer your questions on the next show or whenever we get it but keep in mind it's going to be a very broad type answer we're not he's we're not 
practicing law on this show at all. We're only giving some, or Stanley's only giving advice and sort of uh, making you and myself think about where we're at and what needs to be done next. So with that, back to Stanley. Thank you, David. Thank you again. And and on the note, today is December 2nd, uh, 2020. It's the uh, 238th anniversary of uh, Napoleon Bonaparte being sworn in as the Emperor of France. And we can thank him for the Napoleonic Code, uh, which, of course, if you're living in uh, in uh, Louisiana, you still have... To, uh, to deal with as far as uh, the 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 canons of that of that of that that code uh, but most importantly today and, and as you talked about the show about vets and helping vets uh, giving is good and uh, one way to express your values is passing it on through charitable giving so when you when you make a will or a trust, there there are provisions in you know and how you do that, and we can talk about that on a on a on a later show if 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 someone has a question about that uh, about uh, charitable giving through your estate. You can you can give in life uh, also, but there there are different ways to do it, and I'm sure charities are always. Um, Anxious to help you uh, make that uh, the make those provisions correct when you when you set up an estate. And talking about setting up an estate, I I, I think one of the things and I, I'm and, and I'm concerned about because there there are so many there are so many uh, lawsuits. That are uh, involved in our everyday life, that we've become such a litigious society. And when you have a lawsuit, it's it's uh, up to a judge to uh, make a decision. And it's not necessarily that he's not following the law, but he will make the decision, and it's up to him. It may be up to a jury of of your peers, and that is uh, certainly uh, another you know aspect of our legal system. But it takes so long to get through the the legal system, and the thing about not being prepared by having your estate prepared properly before you need to uh, have someone be the administrator, personal representative, executor, or trustee of your estate is not good planning. Uh, you want to avoid having to go to court if, if possible, or even probating a will if possible. I mean, a will may be the traditional way that people feel that they express themselves and can make uh, their wishes known, and it certainly is the vehicle that you need to have if you're going to the probate courts in this state or in other states in, in in this country of ours. But I can't be more... Um, 
I, I can't be more in favor of of setting up trusts, even though in some states and such as Georgia, wills can be very very uh, good, and and you don't necessarily need to have a trust. To uh, you can have a trust in a will, but you don't necessarily need to have a trust. There's no legal requirement, but the difference is that when you have a trust, it's either a living trust, which uh, is a, uh, a trust that you create and you utilize in your lifetime. It can be revocable or irrevocable. Or you have a trust inside the will, but to have the trust inside the will, called a testamentary trust, you have to have the will probated. And it, it's not a standalone trust. It doesn't even spring into existence until the will is probated. And and a certain, you know, filing the will for probate means that someone has to file it for probate. You, it doesn't get probated by itself. In Georgia, when you do have a will and you have a will executed in this state, uh, you know. Very easily, you go to an attorney or you can draw it up yourself. You can file the will for safekeeping in the county that with, with the uh, judge of the probate court that you reside in. It's a very small fee. And if you ever move from another county, you withdraw your will from that registry of the court. It's not probated. No one knows what's in it. It's just there of record where people know where it is so that... Uh, person who wants to probate your will can do it. But when you're talking about the person that you want to probate your will, you're normally talking about your executor. But what if your executor doesn't want to probate your will? Maybe he feels that, well, if I probate the will, I won't get as much out of the estate. And I kind of like managing the property myself. And I'll just pretend that, uh, you know, there is no will. Uh, And and because the will says half of it goes to uh, the USO, or or you you have some type of of uh, you know you make some you're conflicted. In other words, well, the ideal situation is that you don't pick someone who's going to be uh, conflicted, who who you know, who you trust. Oftentimes, you pick, depending upon how large your estate is, you pick someone who will be a joint trustee of a trust with a bank, with a financial institution, a trust company. Depending upon uh, the state you live in, there are uh, great trust companies, but they, they usually have uh, you know asset thresholds, and they have published rates that they charge for for uh, being the trustee of a trust, and you have to decide if it's worth it, one, you know, to set up a trust, two, have it set up where you're not, well, actually, when you set up a trust, (laughs) there are usually no ongoing fees that you have because in most cases, when you set up a, a, a revocable trust for yourself, the idea is to set up a revocable trust that you're the beneficiary, that you're just setting up the trust that you'll have successor trustee appointed only uh, in in two events. One, you become incapacitated, uh, in which case uh, the successor trustee would be an interim trustee until you 
uh, your incapacity has has gone away and you can return to being the trustee or in the case of your passing away and when you die the person that you name as the successor trustee is going to have not a revocable trust which is usually the type of trust I'm talking about here uh, but the revocable trust becomes irrevocable and you have a trustee appointed of an irrevocable trust that can't change anything though in certain states you can have provisions that you can have uh, persons appointed who would protect the trust in case there's changes of law that may be beneficial to the beneficiaries of the trust but the difference is unless you have to go to court let's say to to modify a a irrevocable trust after you die you don't have to go to court like you do when you file a will for probate and when you file a will for probate the courts have to serve all the beneficiaries serve all the heirs depending upon how many uh next of kin there are in your life that have to be served if uh, if someone is uh, uh, hard to find or hard to serve that can delay the, uh, the, the even the most initial aspects of probating the will for an indeterminate amount of time in which case it becomes more cost uh, it's not cost effective when you're probating a will because you have to uh, usually hire an attorney to go to court and ask for some temporary relief until the will can be probated to protect your estate. And this is if you don't have a trust. If you have a trust, you don't have to go to court to have someone appointed unless you don't have a trustee named as a successor trustee. And usually what you do is you have a successor trustee. Successor trustee uh, isn't available, or if your will hasn't been updated to have the successor, your first successor trustee appointed, you have a second successor trustee. But getting back to my initial point about conflicted people, you want people on your team that know what you want to do and know that you want them to be your trustee, to be your executor, to be your personal representative, to be your advocate if you if you have an advanced directive and you need a, your living will implemented. You want to have someone that you trust who will be your power of attorney if you're incapacitated. So it's a it's something, as I pointed out before, you have a wish list when you go in and talk to an attorney or an advisor of things you want to accomplish. And probably the most important part of the wish list is identifying the people that you want on your team, the people that you trust, the people that you expect. And you might comprehend that you're going to reward them in your will or your trust. You don't have to say, well, I'm leaving you more in this. But they're going to know what's in it because you're going to give them copies of those documents because they, they will need to know what they're going to be doing and if they can implement it for you. Uh, I think that's one of the most important aspects of this whole show, knowing that you it's your estate, but you have to have your people implement it when it comes time 
to protect it. Stan, we're going to take another break in just a second, but uh, one thing I wanted to ask and uh, mention is that uh, so many people were caught with their, the term is with their pants down, but the other term is with their wills down, I guess, with uh, the coronavirus that, uh, you know, this sort of came out of nowhere, basically. Well, we know it came from China, but... um, Still, there were there have been lots of people that I'm sure were totally unprepared. And has this awakened the public to the point that uh, no, you know nobody knows when they're going to die, and so it's it's always best to plan ahead and and be prepared. But uh, have, have you seen any change or anything in attitudes and in well, for lack of better words, your business, has it increased because of the, the coronavirus? Well, I practice in Georgia, and it's pretty much been the same. I think Georgia has, yeah, I'm going to say Georgia has been one of the, the best states in the country to be facing this, this pandemic with a uh, stiff upper lip, as Winston Churchill would say, because you know we we have a, not necessarily a frontier mentality here, but we have a facing the the tasks at hand that threaten us with vigilance and dedication and working together very well. Now, in looking at what I get from other states, I don't practice in other states, so I can't drop a well for people in California, in New York, New Mexico, or, and so forth. Uh, I, I have to refer them to other attorneys. I get a lot of emails from uh, from people around the country asking me, you know, will I do a will for them? And I can't. Uh, but I, if I, you know, can refer them to somebody, I will. But I, I tell them to call their state bar uh, and to look for someone who's licensed to practice and will give them competent, sound, and timely legal advice and draw the whatever documents they need. Okay, we're going to take our last break, and uh, then we'll come back and finish out the show with Stanley Turner and your estate. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. My name is Kyle Hayes, a motorsports student at Alfred State College. Every year, Alfred State students compete in the Great Race, which is a cross-country time endurance rally for vintage vehicles. As you can imagine, it's pretty costly. I'm asking for your help. Your donation can make it possible for these students to live their passion and promote the vintage automobile industry. Please visit our site at give.alfredstate.edu and search Great Race to learn more and help us reach our goal. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Okay, um, we're we're going down the home stretch, and I'm I'm 
feeling at home here. I, I, I'll hate to leave you when I leave here today, and I'll be uh, looking forward to getting any questions that you have and uh, addressing them as, as well as I can on the next show. Um, in order to, uh, you know, leave you with something to help you, uh, you know, advance the cause of looking at your estate plan and, and documents, I'll, I'll just sort of go over a, a list of things that, of course, you'll need to, uh, you know, be prepared to give when you uh, identify the types of documents that you want to draw up whether it's a will or a trust, advanced directive, uh, power of attorney. Uh, You'll need to know the names, the full names, addresses, ages, uh, telephone numbers of those people that are going to be uh, beneficiaries because even if it's not listed in the documents that you prepare, the preparer will, will normally be some someone that is the contact person that will uh, be contacted by your executor uh, or your trustee or update you uh, periodically and will need to know that information to be, be able to get in contact with that long-lost uh, relative that has been out of out of contact but not out of favor and and uh, and to update your documents uh, you'll you'll see where you go with that you know for example if you draw documents that say I'll leave uh, property to grandchildren and then there are more grandchildren that are born after your you know that happens you may be in a state that it will disrupt the scheme of your will because these are pre-terminated heirs that are born after your will that uh, you're forgetting about. And you may want to update your will just to mention them so they can't come in and claim an equal share unless you want to give it to them. On the other hand, if you do want to give it to them, you want to update your documents to name them. It, it's 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 better to to show uh, you know not the all my um, my unborn minor grandchildren or unborn minor children. Uh, it, it kind of leaves it open to suggestion that you don't know who your children are or who your grandchildren are, or there may be someone showing up and knocking on the door and saying hello. I'm, uh, you know, I'm your son, or you know, uh, you forgot about me. Mom always talked about you, but you know, it, it, it's it's that happened. <laughs> you know, that happens. That happens. Stan, can, let me ask you: Can you can this be done without totally rewriting the will and just done as a codicil to the will? It depends. Uh, if you like your will a lot. And it's it's just a change that is going to change one portion of the of the will, if you have a will, without uh, disrupting anything else in it. Yeah, a codicil is perfectly fine, and actually the codicil 
then becomes the will because you you reference incorporate by reference the original will or the original will and previous codicils that were adopted by reference so that's a that's how you're doing it. It's kind of like an archaeological dig where you have one city that was in, you know, 8 B.C. supplanted by the next city on top of it in 100 B.C. or vice versa. Uh, and then uh, supplanted by, uh, you know, Constantinople, which uh, uh, was now Istanbul or, or however, however, you know, things change. Names change. So, yes, uh you can you can look at doing something by codicil, and that doesn't necessarily mean that it's better to do it by codicil because uh, the laws may have changed or something may have changed that after you uh, talk about making that change, you may want to may want to change the structure of the will in some other form or fashion you may you may have listed in the will that you want to be buried uh, you know in a certain cemetery next to a certain uh, person who you're no longer married to uh, you may have a you know circumstance that you want to be buried in a circum uh, in a, a cemetery in your family plot but there's no plots available in that cemetery. Uh, you don't want to uh, y- if you can hone in on things that need to be changed and those are those are more subjective kind of things that that need to be changed and identified uh, the, the important aspects of it are the powers that you give to your executor and what you want him to do and how you want to distribute property and you know, basically, who you trust to do that—that's that's. that's uh, I think the the most important aspect, because you're going to have a will, or for that matter, a trust. That if you have a good conscientious person, executor, representative doing it, if there is a problem, he's going to go to an attorney and get clear understanding of the right way to do what you want done. If you give broad powers and the right way that he wants it done, that might be to the detriment or misinterpreted by the person that uh, perhaps has a conflict. So you you want to make sure that it's looked over and you spot check your will if you have an existing will to see, you know, identify who's going to be doing what if you were to die today. Because your estate is what you have today. And when you go in to see an attorney and, and uh, you know, or a financial planner with what you have, you're going to be listing your assets, your personal property, your, your real estate, and it's what you have today and where it's located is what you're concerned with. Then... You'll have broader provisions in those documents that's called the residue. That if you haven't left those items of property in a, 
in a specific manner called specific bequests, you sweep them into the residue of the estate or the residue of the trust to be distributed to the group or to the uh, residual beneficiaries. A residual beneficiary may be a trust. You have people who are uh, a class of people that are yet to be determined and you don't know what you want to give them. You detail your specific bequests. You don't know what you're going to give to your 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 latter beneficiaries or, or those that you want to group together. You may have 16 nieces and nephews that that have meant something to you in your life and you want to distribute uh, shares according to brothers and sisters who you desire and give them shares of the residue in a separate residue trust that's set up in your will. And you may not have ever thought of that at the time that you that you uh, created your will. So you want to talk about that. Now, I'm going to go back to the idea of a trust versus a will because there's there's a, a lot to be learned about uh, having your plan stay out of courts if you can. I mean, I think some people feel that it's a, a badge of honor not to have to file a will for probate. Unfortunately, we're going to have to take this up on the next show. We, we have gone through the hour in record time. I think it was a 30-minute hour instead of a 60-minute hour. But, Stanley, I think this is a great show that as we grow folks will be listening to and you'll get more and more questions in if you have a question for stanley it's simply stanley at america's web and we'll he will get it automatically and uh wills are, I, i've been going through this as, as stanley knows with the death of my sister and uh you know, it's it's been much easier because she had a very specific will and uh, you know spelled out everything pretty well. With that way, with that said, we've got to move on and appreciate you listening to America's Web Radio and our new show, Your Estate. Thanks, Stanley. Thank you, David. I appreciate your letting me be here today. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.